Because if you don't know how you are perceived or how you come across as a leader, you can you can do way more harm than good. Welcome to the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast, where we talk about how you and your organization can take your next step in your leadership journey. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast, where we today, I, the title of it is My Thoughts on the Enneagram. Cole, mm. what's the what's the first time you remember hearing about the Enneagram? Man, I remember it, it was a it was like a big Christian college fad when I was in college. And I remember there were like three people on campus that were just so excited about it, and I just didn't get it. And uh-huh. then I then I took the test and I was hooked. And you are what number are you? I'm a seven, a proud seven. You are a pr- most sevens are very proud of the fact that they're sevens yep. and they they want to throw a party all the time. In fact, my wife before we just hit record said, "Hey, when you're doing this episode, get on there and brag on sevens." So she's a seven. Too. She's also a seven. Yep, very y'all, rare. Y'all literally are the happiest people I know. I mean, wow. the building could burn down, and you're like, "Oh my goodness, let's roast some marshmallows. Let's get some. This is a nice fire. Look what God is doing." Let's all sit around and talk to each other. Yes, that's, that, well, that's more Addy than you, but like, anyway, it's yeah. A, yeah heaven, sevens are happy. Um, let me let me kind of back up and set this up. One of the best things a leader can do is try to understand the people that he or she leads. Like, mm-hmm. because I used to think you can lead everybody the same. Um, and then I actually started leading people and realized, oh, you've got different leadership approaches. Now, that doesn't mean that you've got to switch up everything for everybody. Yeah. It's one of the, one of the best things a leader can do is become a student of the people that they lead, understand what they like, understand what they don't like, understand what makes them tick. Um, and for the longest time I use the disc test. What you, are you? The, on the disc? You're a D I. I am. Yes. I'm, I'm, D. I'm an ID. You're an ID. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. My, my C on the test. I've taken it multiple times, literally zero. So my S is zero. zero. That's the stability. I don't care what happens. I think that's because of the way I grew up. Like I never knew if I was going to be able to sleep indoors, eat. I never knew if the cops were going to come in. Like I, I just didn't know. And yeah. so I'm like, yeah, man, we'll just take it. Whatever, whatever happens. Um, and then, so I used to use the disc and then, um, I tried Myers-Briggs, but I don't understand that thing. Literally. I, it's the most confusing thing in the world. I'm like, and I don't yeah. have time. It's literally another it's another test that you can use. And listen, if you're out there and you use the Myers-Briggs, praise God for you. Keep, keep, you, you do you, boo, is what I would say. Yeah. But for me, um, I, I started hearing about the Enneagram and I was like, man, I don't know about this. I don't know. I mean, there's, the disc has four categories. The Enneagram has nine. Four is less than nine. Less is more. I don't know. And then, Cole, you know what got me on the Enneagram? Talk, talk to me. Um, I, I'm not going to call any names, but I heard two or three pastors start to speak against it and how it was satanic and evil. 
And anytime, any dude, we're anytime, both like this. Anytime these guys say something like that, I'm like, oh, I've got to go see what this I, is. I'm now. the exact same way. I've got to see what this is. And you know what? I discovered and you loved it. Okay, number one, there's a reason they have no friends. But number two, <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, I so I so got it. I thought it was stupid at first, but now I, I was like, okay, I'm gonna take the test. What's the worst that could happen? And I'm definitely an eight. Definitely an eight. Which is called an active controller. I like that. You're a good eight. I am a good eight, and you're a, you're a seven. Mm-hmm. We we've, we've got just about we every... cover quite the range. We on do. Our staff. We really do. Yeah. We really do. We really do. Um, I I really do think to your point as well. I think one of the best parts of the enneagram is is exactly what you're saying is learning how to understand the people that you surround yourself with, whether it's in the workplace, whether it's your Wife, husband, friends. I think that's one of the best parts of the Enneagram. Absolutely. So absolutely. We've got a few things we want to talk about when it comes to this stuff. Mm-hmm. You ready to jump into it? Let's do it. Let's do it. Number one, we have here if if you had to choose between personality tests for a new staff, do you still prefer the disc or the Enneagram? And why? Well, the answer is both. I think you should take both because I think both show like really great insight but if I had to choose between one or the other I would choose the Enneagram because it's way more detailed um I don't know how to say the guy's name is it Ian Morgan Crone is yeah yeah he, he wrote but he wrote the book The Road Back to You which yeah. is um an incredible description and so if I'm getting ready if I'm getting ready to have a meeting with a particular number, sometimes I'll go back and review like yeah. highlights on that number just to be like, yeah. okay, th- and this is what it looks like to be healthy and what it looks like to be unhealthy. You can now there are 478 different any Enneagram Instagram things you can follow, but at so the end of the many. day, those things are so fascinating. So if I had to choose, I would definitely choose the Enneagram over the disc because I think of it provides way more insight into the people that you're leading. I think it's, I, and I could be wrong. I, I haven't studied the disc much in the, in the last, I don't know how many years, but the disc to me provides more of a, like how you work. This is how you work, mm-hmm. how you act. I think the Enneagram for me, it, it provides more of a, this is who a person is like, this is who I've you never are. thought about it that way. That's really good. Cause yeah. it, it, a lot of it underlines 100%. like you act this way because your deepest fear is right. X, Y, Z. So I don't know. I, that's why I like it. But number two, what is one of the biggest takeaways from learning about the Enneagram for you? So the, I think the first is the importance of each person um, and the number associated with them. Because we, when I first got into leadership, I thought, well, everybody thinks the way I think. <laughs> everybody's going to want what I want. Everybody's going to like what I like. And after you've led something for about two minutes, those thoughts get like like blown up pretty fast. And so when you understand your people and what they're like, you can understand. Like, So, for example, before the Enneagram came out, if I got into a meeting and there was a six in the room... <laughs> Um, stop looking at Greg. Uh, if there was a six <laughs> in the room and, and I didn't understand, I would, I would literally want to light myself on fire <laughs> because for those of you that don't know a six, they're the detailed person. They're going to ask a thousand questions. Like your church will be able to survive a zombie yep. attack 
Um, so the six, if, if you're driven like me and eight, you feel like that six slows down the meeting. Yep, me they're, too. They're just asking stupid questions. But you know what? They're also going to protect you from a lawsuit. They're also going to protect you from not being insured. They're also going to make sure that there's things like signs in the auditorium that say exit on them so people know how to walk out of the room. It Never like, in a thousand years would I think of any of those things that a six brings up in a meeting. Me either. But you know what? At the end of the day, like anybody got anything else? Yes. What do we do in case it rains on that day? And, you know, oh, I, I don't do know. Do you think that's the hardest Enneagram number for you to understand? Out of all of them? For me personally, yes, because I'm not wired in that way at all. Yeah. But this is the other thing that a good leader will do is they will find out what their number is and they will surround themselves with other people that aren't their number mm. because they we they see the world differently. Yeah. So for me, if I've got an important decision to make, I'm gonna make sure somebody with a six gets their eyes on that decision before it's made because they're going to think of the two or three things that I wouldn't think of in a million years. Mm. And, and yeah, you wouldn't good. either. Cause I'm, I'm the eight I'm driven. Let's make the decision. And you're thinking about the after party and, and yeah. the party we're going to throw in the, and the six <laughs> is like, yeah, but, but four people could get injured if we do this. Yeah. So what are we going to do about getting them to the hospital? Yeah. I love it. Um, what are some things the Enneagram has taught you about you? So one of the things that I didn't understand um, is people would meet me and tell me that I'm intimidating. And I didn't, I didn't like that. I mean, I'm tall. I'm 6'6", six, six, but I know tall people that aren't intimidating. And it, it confused me for the longest time because I was like, well, am I a jerk? Am I mean? Hmm. But when I preach or when I lead and, and people see me or even like in a, a social setting, I, I, I guess I come across as, um, as confident, e even when I'm not a, a, a good eight will know, know how to fake it. Mm -hmm. So, um, so what it's taught me about me is if I've got to make sure that I'm not being intimidating. And, and this is, um, I heard Clay Louder say this when he spoke at our church, one of the things I've tried to start doing since he spoke is when I'm actually preaching or in a conversation, I smile at people. Hmm. That's helped me out so much because, you know, you're sitting there smiling at somebody and you're not as intimidating or you don't seem to be um, as controlling. And then the other thing it's taught me about me is if I'm not careful, I can come across as, in, like, if I get unhealthy, I will use intimidation and control to try to move the situation along instead of leading through it. And so I've got to be very conscious and aware of that as I'm mm. leading, leading through situations. That's so good. I, I mean, I think for me, I just, I love, again, I, I've already talked about this a little bit. I love the fact that the Enneagram talks about like your core fears and like just the deepest parts about you. And I think for me, it was really helpful to learn that like my, the basis of me making decisions is to avoid pain. Right. And it's, I don't know, that's just helped me understand so much about myself, why I've made certain decisions in my life, why I, you know, they call sevens the addicts because all we want to do is feel good. And that's why we're, we're the most addicted number <laughs> is well, because we're just trying to always escape pain. It's just interesting to me. Here, do you know what your biggest fear is? Uh, burning alive. <laughs> but 
<laughs> surrounded by clowns. That that that's the scariest thing I could I could come up with. Yeah. Um. I don't. Man. I mean, Cole. Honestly, I've I faced my biggest fear. It's failing publicly, mm. and it and it sucked. Um. And it's one of those things that. Even when you let it go, other people can't let it go. I read an yeah. article about myself two weeks ago, and I was like, oh, wow, I didn't know I was thinking like that. So I'm glad they know thank me so Thank you for well. telling me. Yeah, thank you so much for telling me. But going back to this, I, it doesn't matter if it's the disc or the Myers-Briggs or the Enneagram. One of the greatest things that a leader can have in their arsenal is self-awareness. Because if you don't know how you are perceived or how you come across as a leader, mm. you can you can do way more harm than good. Self-awareness is one of the greatest leadership skills. And I do believe that you can learn how to be I was just gonna ask self-aware. Yeah, because here's here's why. I've learned how to be self-aware. The first 10 to 15 years of my leadership, I wasn't aware of anything except what I wanted. And I don't think that was mean. I didn't know any different. But then when I became self-aware, you're like, okay, I, I'm coming across as a jerk right now, or I'm coming across as, as pushy right now. Um, because going back to eights, get excited. On the yeah. disc, if you're a high D, you're like, man, we're going to get this done. We're going to get this project done. We're going to make it happen. It's yeah. going to be the most awesome thing in the world. Woo! And you're right in the room going, I don't know how we're going to do that. But <laughs> it just felt so good in the moment to say yeah. that. Kind of like that revelation inspiration thing. If if an eight's not careful, we'll go to inspiration over revelation every single mm. time. So that self awareness makes you just understand this is how I'm built. And then I'm telling you, if you will take the time as a leader to pause and get to know and understand the people that you're leading and let them know that you're doing that. It's that old adage. The first time I ever heard it was John Maxwell. I don't know that he said it. Is people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And when you get a group of committed people around you that know that you care about them, that's the bit that that group of people will literally walk alongside you, either through hell or changing the world. Mm. It's good, man. Thanks, dude. I appreciate it. So, you got any final thoughts? Pick a test. Take your team through it. Just take a test. Yeah, pick pick a test. Take a th- take your team through it, and then literally, I promise you, it's conversation for days, and it's wisdom that you would never have if you didn't dive into it this way. Amazing. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast. We hope you had a blast spending time with us. For more thoughts on leadership, visit Perry's blog at perrynoble.com.